Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to our show. I am your host, uh, Carlisle Studer, here with my mom, Carmen Studer. We're about to embark on the polar vortex. Oh my gosh. It's so that's enveloping Texas currently. It's so crazy to have it this cold here. This is why I left Chicago. I'm it very is weird. It's supposed to get it. like seven degrees or something crazy like that. I don't think it will. I think it, the, the weather seems to always, these forecasts seem to always be terrifying. And then when they come around, they're never actually that bad. So... I really do hope we get snow, though. It hasn't snowed here in a long time. Yeah, it has. It's been a really Usually long time. Usually in Texas, we get, like, one snow day a year, but it's been, like, a solid, like, four or five years of no snow days. Yeah, you're But right. you can still have a snow day if you're an adult. But we did have a little bit of ice, enough to create that crazy crash. Yeah, that was <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I pray everyone's it okay. It literally looked like something out of a Grey's Anatomy episode. It's wild. Yeah, I hear you. And so, um, did anyone submit questions? No, nobody did. Oh, come on. <laughs> I thought about writing fake ones and being like, this is from Amber in Nevada. <laughs> she wants to know why we're such fucking losers. Nobody, nobody has questions. No, apparently nobody has so any far. questions. So far. But I They're really coming. want... I can I, feel them. Yeah, I'm going to manifest questions. Um, so, yes, please, if you have a question for us, for me or my mom... Um, please email it to me. I will link the email tell below. Them, tell them the link again. My email is carlisle.letmeaskmymom at gmail.com. There you go. And Carlisle is C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E. And if you still can't figure it out, maybe you shouldn't be sending in questions. <laughs> maybe it's not for you then. Um, we've made it very easy. So I really do hope people send in questions because I want to know. Um, what's on everyone's minds, things that you wanted to talk about. Um, I want to move to like a audience based kind of thing. Cause we always just choose what we want to talk about yes. based on what we're just digging at the We've moment. Been so narcissistic so far. Yeah. So now we're just trying to reach out and uh, connect the with the people. The ultimate indulgement was, uh, the Fabergé eggs, right? Cause you were like feeling guilty that yeah, it was, was like, a little bit too much for you. a celebration for me. <laughs> I had a nice time though. It was your birthday month. And so. then I spilled all that champagne in my car. So. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you should drink it next time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> As your mother, I'm very thankful you spilled more of it than you drank. <laughs> I'm just was... bummed it's in your new car. I know. It was the first thing I ever spilled in my new car was champagne, which is kind of cool. That is cool. I know. I guess I'll have to like, go in with a b little jar of caviar and be like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's been spilled in my car is champagne and caviar. Life is rough. Life is extremely rough. Um, so I said... All of our questions for February would be love-related. Oh. So, Mom, do you remember your first crush? Oh, my gosh. So, I had a cr I was the crush queen. <laughs> it does not surprise me. <laughs> I was the duchess of that, for sure. And so, I even had a crush before... I knew I had a crush. My dad and mom told me about it. Oh, okay. I apparently <laughs> was in love with a lifeguard when I was three at the beach <laughs> and even tried to run away to him. <laughs> apparently You're like, knew I'll my, abandon my apparently family. Apparently knew my way to wherever he was. And imagine being parents and all of a sudden your kid's missing, which I'm like, okay, you're on a beach with a three-year-old. You got to do better yeah, than this yeah. at Lake Michigan. Um, but you know, God was watching out over me and the lifeguard brought me back to <laughs> like, Oh, thank you. I never would have made it without you. 
And then my next one was Michael Stevenson. I remember okay. in fifth grade, <laughs> I had the biggest crush on him. He was a hockey player, which at five, that was pretty impressive. That was very impressive. I didn't yeah. know. They he must was, look so tiny. He was quite rink. the athlete at that age. And I remember holding on to his little belt on the back of his coat um, in the bus. So <laughs> I definitely had a crush on him. And then I think I always had a crush forever in my life. Except for, for real, I'm serious. Um, and I, I think the only time I've ever been without a crush has been when I finally fell in love with me, and now I'm crushing on me. Mm. Just the answer you wanted to hear, right? So cheesy. <laughs> you don't have any real crushes. It's you want to spill right about? now? Yeah, I no, don't have a crush. It's hard to meet a man in a polar vortex. It's <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Gotta go somewhere where the climate's more agreeable if you want to meet a man. <laughs> Actually, that, I bet there's a lot of men in Alaska. I don't know. And I bet they're good looking, too, because there's like, you know, not that Do many Do you remember there. that one time it was really, really cold and my tire went out in my car and you and one of your friends was in the car and the guy came to help us, but he needed you guys out of the car so that he could do the stuff he needed without anyone getting hurt. And so he said they can sit in my car. And, of course, I walked you over there and made sure he was walking <laughs> back. But I remember you and your friend saying that he had left his phone in there and that his wife was FaceTiming him. And you thought that you'd... <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> you were like yeah we thought about answering the phone and just freaking his wife <laughs> hey, hey what's up <laughs> here's your husband <laughs> with two little kids <laughs> we don't know where he went <laughs> he just put he told us to get in the truck and so we're here <laughs> do you remember that yeah it was so vaguely. nice of him because one he nice. literally changed my tire and 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 you know i got on or you know put the whatever they call those spare tires and then um and then made sure you guys were warm you know so it was just so it was so nice people are amazing that's really that happened to me one time i was driving a range rover and i was in the middle of nowhere texas we were literally 30 miles to the closest gas station like wow. and it's it's like where the roads are like 80 miles an hour because there's literally no one on and my tire literally blew out while i was driving and um I pulled over and me and my friend were just like laughing because we had no idea what, what to, to do. do. Yeah. And not even two minutes has gone by and this family in this truck pulls up and he like he like drove by and he was like, I saw it was two young girls and I was like, I bet they have no idea what, what to, to do. do. And so him and his son changed um put the spare tire Aww. on me and then I drove two hours to a discount tire. That's so cute. Going very slow the whole way. See, there's amazing humans on this earth. I know. It's really nice how people come out when you really need them to. See, That's dogs and cats can't do that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you make fun of me for loving humans. I mean, they really are. I don't make fun of you for loving humans. I make fun of you for not loving animals. You don't have to feed them. You they have to walk. Have you ever themselves. met someone who's never, who never works out? They're a little, they're, they're a little stressed <laughs> out. Humans do need to be walked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we have spin class for. <laughs> yeah, that's, that might be true. And so that's my answer. Do, have you ever had a crush? Ever? How funny would that be if I said no? <laughs> Just, <laughs> no. Never, no one's ever piqued my interest. <laughs> Apparently not enough because I'm not dating anyone. <laughs> but my problem is I don't want to date someone unless I want to get married. And I don't want to get married yet. So it's like seems kind of pointless. You know what I mean? But you got to have practice runs. Yeah, but like... It really does make you better. You, but yeah, but I don't want to get into a long relationship that I'm going to be in now all the way until when I'm married. Yeah. So even if I meet someone, I'm like, oh, I want to marry you. I'm like, well, I don't really want to date you the whole time until we get married. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Does that make sense? No. Like, no. I wanna, yes, it makes sense. Like, it's I want to go. Unnatural. I wanna, it's too calculated. I want to go. It's way too grounded. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, not makes, accepting it this. It makes sense. I want Because I want to be able to go live my life still, you know. If we're ever allowed to leave our states again. I know. <laughs> or our country. We oh have my no, gosh. All of my, a lot of my life plans really revolved around traveling. So this has really thrown a wrench in my plans. It's interesting because yeah. you're a grounded, a ground, a, an earth sign that wants to travel. And I'm an air sign that wants to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, because I, I, I like experience over, I would even, even if I went on, like, you know, those like getaways that everything goes wrong, but it's like really funny because everything yeah. goes wrong. I would even rather do that than spend like a weekend at home. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's like not like a luxurious yeah. travel, if it's yeah. like somewhere like really janky, I'm still like, I'm just down for the experience. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good thing about you. Yeah. But I'm going, I'm starting to go a little stir crazy. Yeah. No traveling plans. All right. I think I just like janky people. I just like, just <laughs> it's, it's like I get to go everywhere in their minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to travel. Just talk to people that fascinate me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't have that. People are really interesting, though. You can take a lot of journeys through other people's stories. Yeah. So can I share, like, a little bit about our guest last night that was on Michael Jago show? Yeah, sure. I don't care. So this guy's name is Tom Althaus. And he's one of, I think, many people that claims that he wrote The Matrix. Um, but as far as I've seen, like crazy amounts of proof, um, including the movie itself puts all kinds of symbols in with his birthday. Like it's like literally on the clocks. It's oh, they even have his driver's license in there. It, yeah, it's wild. What do you mean? They got a copy of his, they stole his driver's license or like? So they created one. Oh, okay. Um, with and, his picture? And then it also has. Isn't that illegal? I don't know because you're putting a fake number and you're putting. But you can't just, put a picture of someone in a movie that but makes But what's so crazy is it's supposed consent. to be Neo's. No, you're right. It's supposed to be Neo's um, license. And mm. apparently it flashes for just a second. It's for the director. But I guess you can slow it down and like pause and it, capture it, and like dissect yeah. it. And so um, it was supposedly Neo's driver's license, and then it also had his um, his name on the high school diploma or something. And it was actually his high school diploma. Like it's just wild. Um, and his story is unbelievable. I don't want to repeat everything here, but if anyone has a chance or an interest, um, what this man has been through because they didn't want him. <laughs> they wanted him on their team. Yeah. What they've done to him is horrifying. It's horrifying. And so... Do you take him to court? Because wasn't there a settlement in the with process. the Matrix thing? You know, it's interesting. There's a woman that um, it, she claims. Yeah, that that, okay, she, that's the one I knew about. But if you really research it, according to what I can find, um, that she was in the process of a lawsuit, but there was a certain time where something had to be delivered and she did not deliver it or she didn't mm. show up for court or whatever. So it's never been completed. And apparently she had to pay for the other lawyers. So that's kind of... Oh, for them to show up? Well, I don't know what, what it was because I... Something. You know, I, I'm not very well-versed on... Not lawyerish. <coughs> lawyers or judges work. The, my favorite lawyer is that one from the Zoom cat video. That oh, was my one. gosh. That was that one of the... Was so I funny. literally watched that on repeat in my bed laughing to myself. So share with everybody in case somebody <laughs> hasn't seen it. It's so, the, so funny. There's this 
a judge, a lawyer. There's like four people on a Zoom screen, and one of them has a, a kitten filter on. And they're in court. This isn't they're, just yeah, no, random. No, no, they're literally yeah. in court. Like, like you can hear the first thing the guy says is, "Can you hear me, judge?" And then he's like, "I can hear you, but there seems to be a filter because he's a kitten. The only face <laughs> you can see is a kitten." And but the best part is because he, he was just ready to keep going with it. He was like, "Oh, I can't really figure it out." And he was like, "I'm." It's, and he clarified to everyone. He goes, "I'm, I um, I'm not- here live. I'm not a cat." <laughs> <laughs> I loved his eyes when they first yes. told him and the cat's eyes like, like popped really open big. like satellites. <laughs> my favorite thing, my, my friend pointed this out when we were watching it, is the guy in the top right corner is literally like, I think he's asleep. asleep. Like, yeah. And then he literally, he's with his arms folded. He's like this. And then he hears... I'm not, I'm a, not cat. a cat. And, goes, <laughs> and you see his brows furrow and then, his, and then his eyes open and then he looks up. It's so subtle. And he goes... And just... Barely moves. Like I'm like I don't know. But imagine if you're like the uh, defendant or whatever, and your lawyer's like you're like I'm gonna fucking lose. I'm gonna lose everything. <laughs> this, this man can't even figure out Zoom. <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. It's oh literally the funniest and cutest thing ever. Yeah, it was really it was super cute. Yeah, but um, yeah, check out that Matrix story. I hope he gets his money. Yeah, no, me too. So apparently, um, not only is he going after them in court now, he's calling out names of all the people that have been threatening him and abusing him and like all kinds of stuff. And he's also planning on doing the script the proper way. He said what's so funny is they kept calling him trying to get information because supposedly, according to him, of course, you know, I'm just sharing, um, he... The the two that directed it, the Wach- Wachowski sisters, Wachowski sister, yes, I almost said it wrong, and um, apparently um, they didn't understand it, and he said that's why a lot of it had they finished like there's there's five, it's like they would have finished it properly, but they didn't understand the importance of the little girl or something like that. It's just amazing, and apparently one. No, I'm sorry. Two, two things from his storyboard um, per page on that. That's a lot. Well, it's interesting as well because the Wachowski sisters—they did V for Vendetta, right? That the man who wrote the comic book—it's based on a comic book, which is public knowledge. The man who wrote it literally did, wanted nothing to do with the movie when he saw it. He was like, "This is not what my comic book is about." you're not allowed to use like it doesn't have my endorsement essentially yeah. because they just used it and they changed a they, lot of things and he thought that they changed enough that it wasn't he didn't and like it or endorse it which yeah. is interesting well it is and then he was also saying that this is very common for them to to take stuff from brilliant writers mm-hmm. and give it to you know somebody at UCLA or USC or whatever in the film schools and and who are writers and say here take this do this and then get them all mixed up in it yeah and it's absolutely horrifying to me they do that too I was watching because he you, calls it Hollywood if you audition for SNL you literally sign a piece of paper saying whatever sketch like you can audition and they won't even call you back but they're allowed to like use one of your those ideas. sketches that you did wow. as their thing. That's so snake. It's so snake. And it's that's awful. for Saturday Live? Yes. Yeah, because they're like, well, you're all, cause it's, an, it's a giant NBC contract, so you have to, like, you know, sign a thing. I'm giving up my rights to these stories, and then they can yank one of them. I think that happened to a girl. Who, I've heard some horrifying things about SNL um, and Lorne, whatever Lauren his name Michaels. is. Lorne Michaels. Yeah, and, and, and how he pushes people um, and how he 
really messes with a lot of the comics. Yeah, a lot of people say that who have worked there is like you could work there for eight years and you're every day you're like I'm gonna get I could get fired today. Like it's like that's always in your head. That's a horrible culture. Yeah, I know, I know, I agree. And they're not doing they're not it's not they're not funny enough to have that because because when it was funny enough to have that kind of energy like either you you are hilarious or you get out like they'll fire you on the spot then that's okay but if you're not producing the same quality content as you once were then you have to change i think yeah it's wild yeah, but I, um, do you want to go to our non-current event? Yes, it's I Valentine's can't wait to, theme. I can't wait. Oh, it's, I love that. It's well, it's super dark and twisty. <laughs> <laughs> We're going dark early, like well, usual. <laughs> okay, so I was looking. Well, there was a different story. I was gonna actually both the ones I was gonna tell were very dark, but we can save that one for next week. We can do fucked up Valentine stories. Actually, this is not that messed up, but I thought it was really funny. So you know Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein? No, but now I do. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, she, was, she, I guess, was, like, one of the original, like, goth women because she wrote Frankenstein in the 1800s, which is insane. Her name was Mary Shelley, and um, her mother had died before she got married, and so she would hang out on her mother's grave all the time. So, when she met this guy, his name is Percy, Percy Shelley. This is her husband. So that's why she's Mary Shelley. Okay, I got and, it. And, um, so I did they, that. I did that math all by myself. Okay, good job. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> so you. they got married in 1816, but they used to go hang out on top of her mother's grave all the time, and that is where they consummated their marriage. Oh wow! <laughs> Move over, her, mom. I know, on top of her mother's grave. This brings me back to another point: why I don't want to be buried in a coffin <laughs> where people can do some fuckboy shit on my grave. Okay. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. Oh. I know, but isn't that interesting? Well, I think it's cool that they, <laughs> I mean, that they honored her. I mean, there's so many. No, I, yeah. and I don't mean that that no, was no, honoring. I know, I know. Um, but I mean that they wanted to be around her, that she did, and that that was something that they did together. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, but that is an interesting fun fact. Uh, <laughs> I do have a lot of people that I've worked with that have lost someone that, um, they regularly go to the gravesite. It's it's soothing for them, and the other people in their family judge them for it. Which yeah. I, I say, lay off anyone that's listening. Let anyone grieve how they want to grieve. Yeah, even the f alone. So I have a friend right now whose mom just died, and she's so cute because she's like, I can't believe like I just you know all these ashes, you know. And she goes, I've been carrying her around in my purse, <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it's so cute. Because, you know, she hadn't gotten used to the idea of not being with her mom yet. Yeah, you know? that and is so cute. she's just carrying her around. I was like, that's so cute. And then I have another client who I just happened to be getting this amazing tour of her house on FaceTime. And she has a huge crystal collection. I'm talking bowl after bowl of like so all different cool. kinds and huge museum pieces and just beautiful. Um and she's going through, and all of a sudden, she has this little medicine bottle in one of them. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And she goes, it's one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> His sister said that he would want to be with me. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. That is really funny. Yeah, and I love how she was still including him in her life. People do that with their animals, too. They'll get, like, ashes the ashes of their dog or cat or whatever yeah which i get what what i've seen is cute like people who like propose to like their girlfriends at like their dad's like gravesite like if their dad passed away and they like, didn't have a chance Aww. to like ask permission yeah. to marry they said that they would like go to the grave like by themselves and ask and then like propose in front of their yeah. I was like, that's cute well here's the thing that's is sweet. is that really is 
it's the spirit of the person, whatever symbol you want to use, whether mm -hmm. it's the ashes or the tombstone or this, the place where the body is rested, it's still that energy and that connection that acts as a symbol to that person that has extra power. Yeah. And, and so more power to, however it takes for you to heal from the loss, um, go for it. Unless you become a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes to heal. It's something bad. Really found out strangulation helps to keep the edge off. <laughs> as long as it serves you. Have you seen Frankenstein? Not, I mean, since I was like little, when Auntie Anna would play it during Halloween, I've seen it then, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. We should watch it, actually. Yeah. That'd be cause, fun. Because I've only seen it on Dina's rooftop yes. also, <laughs> which is such a cool thing when I think about it. My sister plays the old-time Dracula, like, yeah, Frank, Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein the old-time Halloween movies. Any of the black movies. and whites, and, and it's not like she has the, the sound going, which is half of, more than half of it sometimes with... Uh, you know, scary films. So, and plus little kids wouldn't know what it was, but her house comes across, like as you pull up to her house, all you see is the um, roof, the rooftop, because she's down on this crazy hill. <clears throat> and then there's this beautiful creek behind her. And so she puts the projector up at the top and all during the Halloween evening, there's this cool like art going on through this movie on the rooftop of her house, which is so cool. I yeah, think. I always loved it. Yeah, that is really cool. No, it's it's really it's awesome. It's amazing, and people loved it. You know, people would come by and go, "That's so cool that you have that up there." I don't even know how she thought of it, but it's really clever. It is really clever. I loved it, and it looked cool. She's the queen of of holidays. Um, do we want to share our funny stories? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask which ones. <laughs> which one? The more funny underwear story. What underwear story? Um, and the jeans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. Because this is okay. something that happened to both of us, and this is probably just a girl problem because boy underwear is much bigger. So, so I got to preface it so it makes sense. So it doesn't sound really weird. So, like, when you take a pair of jeans off and you're changing into, like, completely other clothes or you're showering or whatever, you take your underwear off at the same time, correct? A lot of people do, yes. I've never done that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Take them off separate. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a girl thing. I do, yeah, I do it all the time. I never time. even I'll heard of everything that. down. Yeah, I take it all off at once. And so, and then when you go to put those jeans back on, and another, oh, is this, sorry. Sorry, I'm so popular. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's spam. Um, my phone was ringing. I thought I have it on Do Not Disturb. Yeah, those things work really well. Okay. Um, but was, okay, so if you take your underwear and your jeans, this only happens with jeans, by the way. Um, so I'll tell my story first. So when you take it off at the same time, and then you go to put your jeans on the next couple of days, but then you're, because you're wearing like a, like a, if it's like a lace thong, they're very small, yeah, right? Yeah. And so then they're like in the leg of the jeans, and then you put your jeans on, and then you don't know that your old underwear <laughs> are still in the and leg. And then sometimes it happens, like mine happened from the dryer. Oh, yes. Or if it gets like tumbled up in the dryer. Okay. Yeah. So that, so this is the very first time it ever happened to me. It was literally less than six months ago. And I had put on like these like tight-ish kind of jeans and I felt like on um, my leg, I was like, what is this bump? And then like <laughs> horrifically I realized, and I was in line at the airport and I, and I realized, I realized it was my underwear and I was like, oh, please my don't God. let them pat me down. Well, so then I go through the little, I go through the little like machine where you like yeah. hold up or whatever 
the machine that like, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> and then I look, cause if you look, there's a screen and yeah. it shows you, you if there's any it. places like that are like that light up metal. like red. Yeah. And I look behind me and that one spot on my leg reminder where it's lit up like bright red. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to like pat you down. And they can bring this lady. And I looked at her and I was like, I've got to be super honest with you. Those are just my underwear that I somehow <laughs> forgot to take out of my jeans. And they're in there when I put them on this morning. <laughs> she, was, she was like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> but then it happened to me again. Yes. Like last week. She didn't week. learn her lesson. I learned my lesson. I didn't learn my lesson because it happened to me again. I was I was getting my hair blown out in one of those like like blow dry bar places where they just like wash and dry your hair for you, which is so nice. And um I was leaving their bathroom and I was like two steps out of the bathroom and I looked down. I was like, why are my underwear right there? I just went to the bathroom. I put them on. I was like, oh no, it happened again. again. Oh, that's um, awesome. But luckily nobody uh, saw. I mean, maybe like one person, but this whatever. The trials of being a female. <sighs> Tiny little underpants that can just, <laughs> just, just fall, fall and hide anywhere. And so my story was horrifying because I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. So I had to, so mine was from the dryer. They were in there and they apparently must've been low because I didn't feel it at all. Yeah. And it was while we were shooting the movie One Heart and Little Romeo was in it. <laughs> and I was talking to Little Romeo and all of a sudden I see <laughs> my panties fall out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't look. I hope he doesn't look. I hope he doesn't look. <laughs> he's probably going to think he's really powerful now because apparently he can pull girls' panties off. <laughs> but it was so crazy because like, I wasn't as smart as you because that had never happened to me in my whole life. And so I went to... My panties! <laughs> How in the world do I not feel it? I, I really thought they were the ones I had. You're like on. that scene in Zoolander when you're like, because <laughs> I'm like, I like recognize <laughs> my own panties because like I have a certain brand I like. Same. And and so I was like dumbfounded, like how in the world did that happen? Like, well, and someone. then I was like immediately like, oh yeah, thanks. So you know, okay, bye. Like trying to get him to end the the conversation. So you could like so I could bend down, bend down really quick and grab him and, and pick him up. Oh, Oh my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> and of all people, it wasn't some girl I was talking to. It was like the main star of our movie. <laughs> Luckily, oh. I don't think he saw it. Either that or he was like... Really nice about it? Really polite. And I feel like most people... Which he is. He never would have said anything if he yeah. saw it. Yeah, yeah he really is like that. I don't know. There's some guys that... Yeah, that well, I think also most people wouldn't put two in together. And be like, why is there, piece of, why is there so much... <laughs> whose underwear is this? I would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, that's so there was weird. one time that so Jane was so upset when I was shopping and he was in his little stroller and he started crying and I pushed <laughs> it away. I literally pushed it away and then I was like, oh, little boy, did your mom leave you? Like, <laughs> what? Why you Because I didn't want anyone to think I was that girl that has the screaming child. <laughs> And so this lady, You're making me look this bad. lady that was there, she saw me do it and she was laughing. She goes, oh, don't worry. She's like, I'll take you home. I have an airplane and we could go flying. And he immediately stopped crying because he was getting all the attention. Yeah. But it was just, <laughs> it was just so funny because Dina and Jill still joke around about it. Like if something's looking bad, I will not claim it. Yeah. You're like, who? I, I don't know who did that. Whose bebe is this? <laughs> Certainly not my bebe. Yeah. It's, mine is much better than this. I have a very well-behaved child. <laughs> totally. So anything else that you wanted to chat about today? Um, I thought that was really funny. It and is good. I forgot about it. 
Um, oh, okay. So I had this thought. So you know how we, we've talked about this multiple times. It's one of Kevin's pet peeves as well, is when people don't put the grocery cart mm-hmm. back in the designated grocery yeah, cart definitely. stall. Well, the more people like, I keep meeting people who keep saying that's their pet peeve. So I'm like, it can't be all of our pet peeves <laughs> because there's a lot of grocery carts. no one would do it. Yeah. That doesn't, so now and I see, really. See, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I know. Because I, I always go to the grocery shopping. I know. <laughs> I hate grocery shopping. I think shopping. mine is because my first job when I was 15 was working as a, a bagger at a grocery oh. store. So, you know, you used to always have to go fish all the carts. So that's probably where mine yes, comes from. That makes yes. sense. I think it's so rude. I'm like, that's like waitresses and waiters that can't stand people that don't tip. Like, it really, if, if you've ever yes. been a waitress, you would never do that to someone. <gasps> oh, I hate when people don't tip. I, I've never actually been around someone who didn't tip at all, but I've been around tons of people who don't tip well. And if I, like, see it, because, like, you know, if you're, like, if you, like, you split co- a overcompensate, yeah, yeah. I will always, I'll Me always too. add extra on mine. Or I just kind of do, because I tip, I try and tip 30% now, ever since everything shut down and people were, like, struggling. Because I'm, like, we don't really eat out as much anyways. But if I do, I try and tip 30% because I'm like, you just don't know what people are going through right now. No, that's true. I gave my one of my favorite waitresses $100 when it all started. But like you said, we haven't been going out as much as we Mm-mm. used to. We've been eating at home. Very, so healthy now. It's, I know. It's very, it's very exciting. I start to feel older and older that I get excited about <laughs> these things. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go home tonight and make squash. I it has so many it. benefits. But um, what was I saying? Grocery carts. Oh, yes. And it also bothers me when people put the teeny grocery carts in with the big one. There's two separate lines yeah. in the grocery cart thing. There's where you put your grocery carts back, and there's two separate. I spent like 10 minutes the other day at a Whole Foods literally <laughs> organizing their carts for them because I was so pissed off because I saw a bunch of people put like the big one up, shoved up against the little one, and I, it, so I just sat in that little pen by myself and organized all their grocery carts. So that was so nice. Of you. <laughs> I was fed up. That with means the, the little fifteen-year-old Kevin wouldn't have had to do it. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. I was, yes, I was just a there, whole was, there was somebody there that I'm sure appreciated it. They're like, "Wow, look at this! I've never Someone seen them line watch- up so well." <laughs> Watching me on the security cameras, I'm like talking to myself. I'm like all mad about it. They're like, I don't know what her problem is. She doesn't even work here. <laughs> She's one of those grocery cart ladies. <laughs> one of those weirdos. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I know, right? And um, we've been, I have been dying. Like this morning I woke up. So last night I couldn't find my AirPod. And I knew that I lost it between this second and this second. And I was like, I don't know where the heck it is. And I looked everywhere, asked Carly if she saw it. I was like, you were right here with me. Did you see it? And so I went to bed, didn't didn't see anything. And this morning, Bon Bon, our house elf, <laughs> who's an imaginary house right elf, right outside my door. I need to specify that so people don't think we have an actual <laughs> elf that works for us at night. <laughs> well, it was very sweet of Bon Bon to leave me a note and that he had found yeah, my AirPod. He found your AirPod. And this made my morning. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Because I, of course, knew it was you. But <laughs> I found your AirPod in the, on the floor in the kitchen, which makes no sense. It's so random. And you'd think I would have heard it fall if it bounced or whatever, but nope. So thanks, Bon Bon. <laughs> Shout out to Bon Bon. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, have you, because I don't really, I have been barely keeping up with this, but everyone's been tweeting about it. Have you? Do you know what's happening with Cuomo? Did he get busted for? So here's what so happened. What ha- didn't his advisor like allude that they like kind of like, shuffled numbers or it's something. not his advisor his his top aide okay so what happened was um apparently because trump was so scary they couldn't report the stuff right i don't know 
anyway. The co- were COVID numbers, right? Yeah, they From know the, nursing the, home? the amount of people that died in the nursing homes. Yes, they didn't okay. give the proper numbers because they froze and were afraid, according to the top aide. I don't know if it's male or female, um, but the aide couldn't deal with whatever guilt or whatever and came out and confessed it, um, is how I understand it. And so he's going to... I thought the sh- I thought the that the numbers were short. Oh, okay. So I thought it was that he finally admitted to sending sick people to recover in nursing homes. He got told on for, for fluffing or saying for that there back. were less people that died in the nursing homes. Oh, because of than what actually he actually did. did. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So he sent people who were recovering from COVID to go recover in nursing homes, which is a great idea if you want to commit old people insane and he wasn't the only one the other lady that did it was the uh leader of the the one that biden hired to be the health from pennsylvania yes i don't know her name the trans the first trans person that's ever been in office i know i love how everyone was like what's her name like literally just tell us her name apparently (laughs) apparently she took her own mom out of nursing homes and then said okay let's put people there allegedly right allegedly because i don't know anything about her or what she did but me neither well that's a little suspicious yeah there's (laughs) a lot of suspicious stuff going and then we got and then they finally got 1.5 million signatures to recall gavin newsom but don't you have to do more than that you can't just like well and and that's the problem is because california is kind of run by this little clique that newsom's a part of their biggest fear is we're going to need more than 1.5 we're going to need, you know, 1.7 yeah, you're gonna need or whatever because they're going to be the ones that are validating whether it's legitimate. And so they're they're going to probably need, you know, 2 million or whatever. Yes, I in agree. Order because to, of what do signatures do? Well, it just says that all these people want to recall you. But then wouldn't you have to like, what? Are, uh, what that's all you have to do to recall a governor? It depends on the state. I think okay. this, each state has probably a different process that would make sense the same as impeaching a president or whatever. yeah when i was still living in la there was like in burbank um like on the outer skirts of burbank and like uh towards manhattan beach and places that like areas that were more like red leaning in california there you'd see like people on like street corners like congregating like with like giant like recall newsom signs and like yeah. stands for signatures and things like that wow i know it's really interesting <clears throat> it's gonna be interesting to see because he's destroying that state well, yeah. So many people are moving out, and then now I have several clients who have told me nightmares about their Airbnbs being um, taken over by squatters that know yeah, because there's like that a legal you don't have loophole. to pay rent, mm-hmm. and and so they're taking advantage of it, and they're having to like sell their house to get them out of the house, yeah. out of the back house, which is crazy. That'll... It's horrible. They there's... also there was what like thirty, how many how many thirty million dollars worth of those. EDD card, uh, stimulus fraud or whatever. Oh wow! In California, they people found a way to like hack those like stimulus like cards for like not unemployment, but there's some kind of like unemployment like type it's, of cards. It's like digital food stamps almost. Or yeah, like, yeah, it's like digital food stamps, but it's for more than just food. It's like yeah. for anything. People use it for all kinds of stuff. And um, there was like some like somebody crazy, figured out people how to were hack like it. literally going to like Rodeo Drive and like balling out like Gucci and like just buying things that you could obviously probably sell for like more money. Wow! But the people who work there were like it's really weird because these like young kids are coming in and like buying all these whole stores with these cards that like are like the little dang. 
they committed like some tricky little kid. I know. Some, <laughs> those TikTokers are like figuring out how to, they're really going to take over LA. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. Cause Gavin, Gavin Newsom looks, he just looks like a villain. Like he's like that, like smooth talking kind of, but I really hope that people like hold his feet to the fire and Cuomo's feet to the fire when they like try and advance politically. I hope that they're like, nope, we remember. Yeah. Because no matter which side you're on, um, that defies logic yeah. to send people there. Doesn't uh, yeah. even make sense. Yeah. I personally was devastated because you know my dad had the heart the heart surgery and mm-hmm. he just made it out of the, the triple hospital. Bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, triple bypass, and he made it out and into rehab. And we had gone to visit him a couple of yes, days, twice, and then they finally shut it down and said, you know, you guys can't come in. And you know what? I wasn't mad at all. I was sad, and I thought, yeah. you know what? We're just gonna have to FaceTime him. And, you know, make sure he's okay on a regular basis. So my sisters and I would do that. But that was, like, so logical to me. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, they want to reduce the amount of people that are, are going in there. So why would you send people that are recovering from it to, you know, rehab homes or nursing homes? Or, yeah. Yeah, it just seems like he wanted to get that check. It's just nuts. Carl L said old people genocide. Yeah, it's literally like what are you basically It's committed? like chemical warfare. Yes, <laughs> it's literally like, and he's just like out there doing his nightly little, <laughs> writing his book. Biological his warfare. Book That's getting getting his Emmy. Cuomo's getting his Emmy and doing his book tour. He's yeah. so close. If he gets an Emmy, he's close to an EGOT. <laughs> he's going to have to get into music somehow and figure out how to get a Grammy. Yeah, Carly taught me what that is. It's an Emmy. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An EGOT. Not that many people have EGOTed. EGOTed? How many people? I don't know. I think John Legend and like, I want to say like, I don't know. I don't know Broadway. S- That's my fault. I don't know Tony. It's a small, yeah. It's I don't a know small Broadway. I don't like musicals. I don't particularly care. Um, but yeah. That's really interesting. It is very interesting. Um, okay, so I was going to ask your opinion on this because I feel like it's kind of getting mixed and I feel like I'll have a different one. So Mark Cuban wanted to stop playing the national anthem at the Mavs home games and then the NBA found out about it and was like, no, you're not allowed to do that. Um, however, though, I don't understand what the point of playing it before a game is, especially if no one's there. Well, you didn't grow up in the generation that we grew up in and it's... And so, first of all, I want to recuse myself officially from this question because I am way too biased to answer (laughs) answer the question. Because, first of all, as soon as you say Mark Cuban, I get so mad because of how he, (laughs) when he sent private investigators, and we talked about it on here, when he sent private investigators to to tell on restaurant owners that were still trying to figure out if they were not up to yeah like sorry they code. didn't get the CCP like advance notice like you did yeah um I, I that I just he, he lost me there um but then when he you know isn't allowing people to be in the stadium he's taking all this out um it just shows where he is as a person so let me let me rewind and I'll give you my answer when you grow up, and in particular, so I'm going to have different opinions just because my dad was in the armed forces, but when you grow up with um, someone in your family who has literally put, here's my life on the line to go to Vietnam or to you know go wherever to protect everyone back home. Now remember, this is 
the philosophy before you realize that a lot of this stuff is orchestrated with deep state and stuff like that. But let's just assume that this is true. Then you have children growing up and we're trying to raise them to appreciate their freedom, to appreciate. And so when you're, when you're saying the allegiance or when you're singing the national anthem, <clears throat> what you're doing is you're remembering how lucky you are and you're thankful that you get to celebrate around all these people this unbelievable thing. Um, I think it's the greatest thing that we've lost. And I think when they took prayer out of school, um, they took spirit out of school. Yeah. And well, so I think that it's been a tradition. And some traditions, you're right, they get old. But it's one that that's why I would recuse myself because I come from a generation that believes in the importance of understanding how incredible this place is. So here's what I was going to say, because that's not the symbol that it is anymore, because now it's literally just a seems to be like a division line between people who are going to sit or stand or whatever, like make their thing. So to me, it changed what it what it signifies in sports specifically, not overall changed. And so there's that also like. I understand playing like at the Olympics or like when you're outside of your country and you're wanting to like represent your country. And if it was only played at the Olympics, then maybe people would actually be excited to participate in it. And then everyone's saying like, well, it doesn't honor the troops. Well, then why isn't there just a separate thing? Why everyone stand for five seconds and have a moment of silence for the troops then do that because that's everyone's argument. But I feel like if it was causing that much trouble, I would just, but it's, it was a personal attack on. So here's how Satan works. Satan works like this, little tiny territory, little tiny territory, little tiny territory. Until I just don't think that the national anthem is upholding space. a space that Satan isn't going to embark on. So how family values because our, and our, how, how beautiful spirits get taken from this world is little increments at a time. And think about it. This that's is, not what I'm saying. This was always my problem with th what he did is why choose something that stands for America and represents our, our armed forces. There's so many ways a famous person can kneel and, and do things, and many of them don't use what they actually have access to. Um, and that was the part that I, I just didn't understand why it had to be connected there. With who? Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. So Colin Kaepernick, the, a, a Marine, an actual U.S. Marine, gave him permission and said, I think this is a good idea for a peaceful protest. And he said so a million times. It has nothing to do with Marines. It has nothing to do with armed forces. I think that he should have been allowed to do whatever he wants because I think okay, that... Okay, let me but wait, wait, no, no, no. Let me finish. Why did he uh, get let permission? Finish. Let me finish. Because he probably understood the way it would be interpreted. There right? you go. But, 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 let me finish. So I think the ultimate definition of freedom is being allowed to do whatever you want and not getting completely ridiculed for it because he he made his intentions clear. He separated them, even if you can't do that. And he kind of, what I don't like is how he turned it into something that's more divisive than it is not. But if you, he was technically doing, he was a, it was a peaceful protest. He was peacefully protesting something. And but all he these was people protesting really the national anthem. He wasn't. No, he was protesting. If police. He, he said, I'm protesting police brutality. Those are, his, I don't but, like Colin but Kaepernick. But my point is, so, it, but, no, no, no. a disconnect. It's like saying, I'm not going to get married because whatever. Like, it, it has nothing that, like, it doesn't even have to do with it. You're not protesting police he wanted, brutality. But how are you, how, okay, so how would you suggest someone do it on national TV, not during the game? If they wanted to do something during every game that was going to be like, this is my symbol for saying that this is something I don't... They do it all the time. They, they write stuff on their but shoes. But that's not, they, that's not, but that's just, I mean, that's like... 
It's that's more performative. That's like wearing a t-shirt that's like murder's bad. Okay. But then if you like did I don't know. But what I'm saying is I, I think you I think you use your platform for good if you see that your platform so here's the difference between self-interest and selfishness. Self-interest means I want to improve the world. I'm going to figure out a way to do it. I'm not going to step on people, the armed forces or patriotism, to, 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 to um, boycott something that has nothing to do with them. Well, he was saying in America, I don't feel like things because the basic free, the basic freedom some people have, some people still don't have in this country. And so I think that he was saying that like anyone from a communist country would debate him. OK, mom, this has nothing to do with Kaepernick. What I'm saying is that the national anthem does not stand for what it used to stand for in sports anymore because of him. And also our country is run by criminals. How are we supposed to pledge allegiance and worship something that clearly is not serving us back at all? Do you know well, what I mean? And but so I that's think that there not has what be, America no, 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 is. I know, but it, it's what it is right now. And it's what it has been for literally years and years and years to an extent. And so I think that there has to be some way to so honor. So do you just give up on what's good? No, you have, there has, like I said, there's, it has to be a different way to honor something without like, um, and I, I don't care. Like I, I think that what people's opinions on it is valid to them and they should be allowed to do whatever. Um, I don't like Mark Cuban either because I think him snitching on restaurants is kind of indicative that he would do. If you're going to be that much of a douchebag on a small level, you're going to be that much of a douchebag on a big level. As above, so below. So I don't think his, <clears throat> his choice is coming from good intentions. However, I generally think that you kind of like, there has to be some, I don't know. There has to be some kind of like middle ground where people like understand because if it's causing if they're if it's causing more he didn't tell the press because he knew it's going to become a story because people are going to make it a story everyone hadn't been talking about the national anthem about sports for four months and so the press is like hey what's going on with that we got to get people mad again and i think that if we're going to like sit here and argue about it we're just going to let ourselves get more mad about something that doesn't really matter in the long time rather well, it than it doesn't i mean to me i i you asked my opinion. It wouldn't yeah. even be something that I would chat with or, or chat about. I, I, well, yeah, no, because I was it's just... not energy that I want to um, engage in, but I do have an opinion on it. Well, because like, because it, then it's like, why isn't it played before other jobs and things? It's like, I guess because I think that there's a history of it. Why it was played it's at an sports event and it's, is important. It's the spirit. It's the spirit of people. Um, having unity and that we're all on this team which is american well then why don't we create a new better song that doesn't seem to rile people up so much it's, well, that would it's be a respectful great tradition you know i think yeah but and, uh, yeah i think it became so politicized now that it doesn't serve the way that it used to so why don't we adapt to something different? and that's satan grabbing territory and that's what i'm saying is it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope because and and that's the reason people fight for it because they understand the way the envelope gets moved. And so now we've taken the ability to come together in prayer at school. And I'm not saying, you know, I understand I'm giving you a different example. But then what happens is you now have taken out this beautiful communion of children with God on a daily basis that becomes a part of who they are. And so you're taking a piece away that has really just been beautiful up until now. It's just, it's been, we have reverence for something. We understand that God 
ordained the United States to be one of the greatest places in the entire world. And yes, there's lots of bad stuff, but there is bad stuff everywhere. We really have been a beacon and a light to so many people. And yes, I do on both sides see horrific governmental narcissism. And but I don't I don't equate that to America. Like to me, America is the spirit of freedom. See, to me, that comes from the people and not the country. That's why I'm like, so I think that I don't know. I think that there has there's just I think it's kind of a gray area, and I understand why. If I owned a basketball team, I I understand not wanting to just like deal with it, to deal with having to answer every game, every question. Because that's the thing, and I guess it's just really the press's problem. If the press didn't like ask so many questions about the anthem, and if it wasn't such a statement to sit or to stand, um, and like if you're prosecuted, if you if you kneel and you're prosecuted, if you stand while everyone else is kneeling, no, you, people let people do whatever they want, and if it's a peaceful protest for two minutes, let them do that. And but I I mean. I don't know where I stand on it, but I was curious about your opinion because I feel like it was going to be. I just wanted to hear what you think. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, I I just, um, I I really would rather recuse myself of it, but I'm happy to answer. Well, you already did. So no, I know. I'm just saying <laughs> you can't recuse yourself. No, now. I'm saying that's what I you know. I felt like I wasn't qualified to answer because I your do bias. have. Yeah, when you grew up with a marine as your dad. You just, you, you understand, um, you understand that when somebody's willing to give their life for something, that it's important. And it wasn't giving his life for Biden or Trump or any specific um, laws or what, you know, whatever you could say defines America. It was for the spirit of freedom, for people to not be under any, um, any hold. You well, know. then isn't having to play something before a game a hold, technically? But when you protest something that w- there was nothing wrong with it, nobody, nobody had a problem with it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's like people going, um, I don't know how to describe it. Everything's going great, and this one person decides to disrupt stuff. Um, well, they say that the only way to fight bad propaganda is with good propaganda. The man who wrote that whole giant book about propaganda said that. So it's like, well, why don't we, why don't we cr- think of ways to show people how like freedom is valuable and how to like love your country and love your people without it being so centered around division. I don't know. I just well, think that and we that stu- just, that goes just off of the be, whole point. And yeah. I agree with the police brutality. Yeah, um, I agree too, working with my guys out of yeah. jail. Let me tell you, I watch. That means you do not have access to the basic freedoms that you were promised when you're born in this country. When you were like discriminated against for that, you were being deprived of a basic freedom. So I understand why that was. But this is not America that does that. This is individual cops or individual systems yeah. oppressing. It's, it's not America. However, I do think that we, we need to do something. The police have gotten absolutely out of hand. They're going to, the police are going to enforce the state's rules before they're going to protect your life. And that's true. They're loyal. They're more loyal to the state than they are to the people. The way and I who's see it. running the state? Yeah, exactly. You know, criminals. That, we it, are run by cr- <laughs> criminals. And, are and running, that's, are, that's the part that's been criminals in charge. Yeah. And I'm a little scared. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because really, um, that's been my biggest discovery in running down all of this stuff, doing all the research, and reading all the books that I have since COVID, you know, came around. Um, I hadn't realized how infiltrated it was. And I think that we all need to get behind 
getting the police back to serving us, getting like your aggravation with AOC. I get it. Yeah. Go to work. Go back to work. (laughs) Please get off Instagram live. I'm begging you. And TikTok and, you know, all the places where she is. Um, that's what I was thinking about. This is, I have to phrase this very carefully because I am not encouraging violence in any way and I never would because I love words and I think everything can be able to be solved with our minds. However, I was thinking about how like we're in a time now where there's not like a a physical warfare. It's like information warfare and it's psychological warfare. Absolutely. Usually countries are just like invaded and like slaughtered and like, but the one thing that's at least, cause you've talked about this before, how women who have been physically abused and emotionally abused say the emotional abuse is worse because there's like no evidence. Yeah. Like you can't prove it to people, but if someone beats you up, you can prove it to people. And so like straight up violence, we look at as so horrific, but it's more honest yeah. than what they're doing to us right now because no, right, right now you're being it's like a We're slow absolutely being it's abused. a slow insidious manipulation it's like the frog and, in the in the and the boiling. boiling pot yeah. yeah but that's so it's interesting to me how we think we've come so far from abusing people physically but we're doing it mentally which seems to be much worse it's much worse and i want to correct what you said and it, it's i'm just being particular only because i've experienced this I say that because women who have experienced both tell mm-hmm. me that. Yes. Which yeah. I, I like to make sure people know that because, you know, there is a difference. Um, and the reason is, like you said, every single one of them tells me, well, when somebody's hit me, I can prove it and I can, mm-hmm. I can look at it. I can take a picture of it. I can be reminded of it like at mm-hmm. a later date where the, the mental stuff is very slippery. And you're so clear that you don't want to believe that people could be that evil, right? Yeah. And well, they and, you, and you were convinced to think that you're crazy. So you're like, am I crazy? Is everyone else crazy? You don't know who the crazy person is. If you're being emotionally manipulated, you're just like, what? Some, something's crazy. Until, until you begin recognizing that spirit or that energy signature or those ways then it becomes really clear because i think you're really good at that i think you can discern especially with people like you'll be telling yeah and so once you can identify it then you can see it and you don't need anyone to validate it for you also um what did you backtrack the thing you just said um that you're good at discerning people that are um Right have, before, what did what was I saying? I said I'm good at patterns. Wait, what did you say right before I said I'm good at patterns? Do you remember by any chance? I had a point that I was very excited to make. You are my hard drive, and um, so I don't know. So sorry. Sorry, I don't know either. You were talking about <laughs> nobody's. Oh, like, oh, I okay, I remember. I got it back. Thank you. Shout out to the universe. Okay, so I was because I always tell people like I always joke about like you know the government's trying to slowly kill us all, but it's also kind of true, you know. No, it um, is true. And so because everyone who doesn't believe that or brushes it off, I've been telling people this. I'm like, I challenge you to just watch commercials, just watch them and watch them from the perspective that maybe there is a global plot to kill us all. And then see what, cause the way that the, what they're trying to sell you and the way that they think you are, no offense to the people in commercials, except for like rarely when they're selling like skincare or like workout things that are going to like cause you Good to have a heart you. attack in two weeks, but like make you lose 20 pounds. Like if they're selling <laughs> to people, they don't think very much of you. The people no. that they're selling to are like lazy, like overweight, like underachievers. Like they're selling to the average. Like, so that's one, their view of their biggest buyer is not a healthy person. So they're not actually contributing to anything. 
of health. And we're the only country that advertises like prescription pills. Like that should let you know alone. <laughs> like you're not allowed to do that in other countries because they're like, you can't use advertising manipulation to get people hooked on drugs. And here we're like, yeah, sure. Why not? So, um, but, but you can't get them when you want them. If it has anything to do with COVID. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you want to say that? Yeah, no. Um, one of my doctor friends um, sent me a message today or yes, no, a couple days ago. And she was saying that <clears throat> she, for the first time, got questioned by CVS. And I'm going to say the name again, CVS. <laughs> um, <laughs> just so everyone knows it's CVS that won't allow a doctor w who is board certified, you know, multiple, multiple, you know, um, what do you call it? anyway, disciplines, and she's just brilliant, and they're going to question why she has to order this, and if it's for COVID, you cannot have it. Yeah, because she, but it was something that she'd already been prescribing. Oh, yeah. Throughout into all of COVID. And have to great help treat success COVID. with, and she's yes. had, I think, only one person go to the hospital. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. But so then the, the pharmacy was like, you can't. They won't fill it. If it's COVID related, if it's COVID related, I've always wondered that. Is that because they don't want people who are infected coming into the pharmacy? No, it's because they know it works. Well, I'm just saying like on, yes, but also everything, everything true has a way to get around it. What is it? It's a drug store. I know. So the drug companies are. Okay. You don't have to talk to me like I'm five. No, I, know, I I'm get it, saying. but I'm saying I'm playing devil's advocate because okay, I'm smart. I'm not mad. I, I wasn't thinking you didn't get it. <laughs> the drug store. No, I'm just, I was just like clarifying. The drug companies. <laughs> what it is. Train. Let's go eat. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. But um, oh, do we want to do our last segment? Oh, sure. Uh, so also I've been wanting to take a, I've been trying to think, so I gave up. I'm almost in, let's see, 30 days. In like what four days I will have gone a year without eating dessert and I'm trying to decide what I want to do next I think I'm gonna do like no fast food for oh. a year or no dessert you don't even really or, eat fast food. or no dessert unless I bake it from scratch for myself which I think is a good rule because I want to bake so you're not gonna like immediately eat a dessert after a year I don't think so I don't know I haven't decided yet but um so those are those are my ideas as of right now but I'm really excited about it. And so d are you going to give up social media? Oh, that's what I was getting at. So yeah. I, I wanted to kind of think of another fun segment we could do at the end because okay. I want to get off social media just for a little bit. Okay. Um, get out of the Twitter sphere. Yeah, we I think need it for great. the show. What? <laughs> we need it for the show. I know. I know. I know. I got, I got off Facebook and Instagram and I don't miss it at all. Yeah. But I still have Twitter so I can check in and I love it. Yeah, I think I have to give up everything because I don't really care about Instagram or Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. Okay. You want to go first? Or you don't want me to go first? Um, I'll let you go first. Okay. This is your tweet. <laughs> it's mine? Yes. You hardly ever use mine. I'm so excited. You, well, you haven't been tweeting much. Uh, it says, many believe that this abuse will end if they get a needle in the arm. All you know, Remember when I said all of your tweets sound like the end of the world? Yeah. Sorry. You're like, it's, like a, it's like a warning um, channel for the end of the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's not about the needle. This needle will not free people. It will not stop the abuse. Masks, social distancing, and testing will not disappear. The truth will, though. Truth, search for it. I'm not so sure that the truth will disappear or will make itself relevant for... I think it'll take longer than we all think. I'm predicting two years. I'm going to go ahead and say five to seven. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. For what exactly? 
So this whole thing I've realized, which I am very, very sad about because I personally have done the research and I have, have personally looked at the ingredients and I have personally read Pfizer's website and Moderna's website. And I don't personally think that there's good coming from it. If anyone else does, I bless you, go get it. But I don't think enough people actually look for themselves. They're trusting their doctors. And I also work with a lot of doctors who I've I've shared stuff with that they're like, I didn't even know that. One this of the a doctors friendly reminder that you can have the most important job in the world and still be lazy. And like people just because they're it's doctors. Not even lazy. But, There's mm. only so much no, I'm sorry. There's yeah. a large scope. A large scope. You can't possibly know it all. No, I know. But but what I was gonna say is like even a doctor friend of mine who said I had no idea there were fetal cells in in vaccines. Like yeah, she they're not like live fetal cells. Had no idea and she was very offended by that and didn't like that and um and so that's just one example. But then um I just to me the fact that it also is not a vaccine. It does this not This is all conjecture. No, this You're is gonna true. You're going to get us kicked off of YouTube. Oh, okay. Sorry. You asked the question. Oh, no. I didn't well, ask I the did. question. Okay. I just meant how many, what do you mean specifically? Like it'll be five or six years till and this so is the all reason vaccine. I think, yes. okay, okay, let's get okay, to that. We'll, we'll avoid, we'll avoid the V word. But, um, so to me, it's going to take a little while for the truth to be revealed because I don't think enough people are researching and understanding the depth of narcissism that is running every arena in our world. And, and so if that's the case and it takes another six to, you know, 12 months for people to begin waking up and really understanding the depth of it, then it also, once the reveal happens and people start understanding, then there's the cleanup time. And to get us back because we've we have been so abused for so long that people are just succumbing to it. Okay. Well, yeah, because think about it. I was thinking about like the future, and I was like, this is going to happen every flu season. People are going to be told to wear masks. Every outbreak for anything, the same thing's going to happen, and it's all because people were so compliant the first time around. And like that's like we're we think we're going to be done with masks, but I promise you the second like the flu comes back around, when we think we're done, they're going to be like mask up. Don't forget to wear your mask this flu season. Like you don't want it to get bad because we set a precedent that you're responsible for other people's health. So now that gives the government precedent to do anything. Hey, you can't drive your car because it's causing climate change and climate change is going to kill your neighbor, so you have to stay home. You can't have more than two kids because this is bad for the environment. So now you have to stay home and have the one Welcome kid. Welcome to China. Um, but I think that that's going to be interesting to see. I think I, that's why I think it'll take longer for people to realize because the people who have completely good hearts and good intentions and who have genuinely oh, just wanted to, so many. just genuinely wanted to protect people and who have been wearing their masks and have been, um, just doing everything that they think is right will, I think it'll take them a long time to realize what the people who they thought were fucking crazy were just trying to protect the future. Like the people who can't see past the COVID and how our, relative science actually yes. well, is. Well, people who can't see past the COVID era are selling out our future, yeah. basically. And I understand. I, I completely empathize, empathize with you guys because I know that you can't see past that. However, those of us that I can are very scared because we're run by criminals. Yeah, I'm not scared. Um, I, I accept everything as it comes because I know it's God's timeline. Um, I'm just... You know what? Actually, I said this this morning on Aquarius Rising Africa. I said... I would do all of this again if it saved more people. 
You know, if it, Mm -hmm. if it really is the end times or, you know, something like that, and God's trying to harvest as many beautiful people, wouldn't you want to sacrifice whatever you could to make sure those other people have the opportunity to let it be revealed and that they see God and that they see the truth? Um, Because to me, it's all a holy war. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few years. Yeah. So. And so um, yours was much more uplifting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Oh, shoot. I lost it already. Um, So it was really cute. You said, I love seeing all the heart-shaped propaganda this time of year. I love Valentine's Day. Yeah, It's so cute. Like, I love that people decorate for it. I love all, like, the cheesy. Actually, I don't really like. I don't like cheesy things, but I like the color pink and red a lot. So it makes me happy when I go everywhere and I see pink and red. And I like heart-shaped shit. I'm like, why can't we have, <laughs> if I want a heart-shaped cookie in July, why can't I get a heart-shaped cookie in July, you know? I feel like we should have more Valentine's <laughs> themes all year round. <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. <laughs> thank you. And Happy so, Valentine's Day. Thank you. And actually, um, this will probably show after Valentine's Day. Oh. So I hope everyone... Well, then happy after Valentine's Day, you lonely losers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Stay suspicious. Stay suspicious. <laughs> <laughs>